Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Is This Song Good Episode 90. Michael Hutchins, Slide Away. Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. In today's episode, we are continuing our Is This Song Good series, and this is our last episode in the posthumously released uh, songs that we're doing. Uh, We've got Zach's pick. Uh, Zach, why don't you tell us about it? Uh, This is the lead singer from NXS, Michael Hutchins. Uh, He started working on his solo album in 1995 and then tragically committed suicide in 1997. And then uh, people involved with this solo album decided that they wanted to try and still release it. So they uh, were finishing up all the things that were not quite finished. And they decided to release the, the single uh, Slide Away, uh, which features Bono from U2. And the, 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 I think both the single and the album came out in about 1999. Yeah, I think you're right. And I remember it being on the radio quite a bit. And I remember really liking it and going out and buying the album when it came out. And the album is pretty good. I, I like it through and through. And um, I really liked this song when it first came out. And then listening to it now and getting deeper in it, I think it's, I think there are some problems with it. It still has that sort of bittersweet goodbye of the um, of the guy who was so great in in excess. But I kind of start to feel like it's it it was not finished when they got a hold of it and they brought Bono in to finish it. And so to me, it feels more of like an afterthought, more of a um, Bono song, if you will. Because I think I think Hutchins only really sings the chorus and I think the opening first verse, and then the rest is pretty much just Bono Bono territory. And uh, you know I think the instrumentation instrumentation is fine. It sounds it sounds sort of like a poppy kind of um, a, a little bit electronic. I think it it lacks the 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 good qualities of a of a true good song. So uh, let's hear what you guys have to think. Uh, Dave, why don't you go first? I didn't realize that Bono was a part of this project until today when I uh, did a little bit of research on, you know, on the details of the song. But when I first listened to it, my first thought was, this feels like a post uh, U2 pop U2 song, pop being the album pop. And sure enough, it very much is <laughs> that because Bono is uh, kind of at the forefront. It's it's more U two song or a Bono song than a Michael Hutchins song. It feels like it's not bad, but it's not a song that I feel like oh I really wanna really wanna put that song on. And yeah, I I understand the desire to release material that of uh, you know unfinished material that artists put out, but. I don't know that this one needed to be released. I don't know that it brought anything to his legacy, to Hutchins' legacy. So it, it just kind of, it wasn't bad either. It just was kind of in the middle. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a song that I would ever thumbs down or anything like that, but I wouldn't go out of my way to, to go find it. So I don't know. Dan, what did you think of this one? 
Well, I didn't realize it initially, but I have I have heard this before because of the YouTube connection, you know, back in the, you know, late 90s, I'd heard it and it didn't make a huge impression on me then. Listening to it now again, you know, 25 years later, I had the same thought that you guys had, which is it doesn't feel finished. Um, I feel like uh, the Hutchins vocal feels like a sample, yeah, which is a little bit weird because it's a full, you know, long chorus, but it feels... It feels like they had one chorus take and one verse take, and they're like, all right, we're getting to make this into a song, so we'll just dump the chorus again when we need to. You know, we'll, we'll just toss it in there, but it, doesn't, it almost doesn't feel lifelike. It feels sort of static. I don't think it's a bad song. Um, I think it's, it's fine. You know, it sounds pretty dated from that era, but I don't think what Bono does is particularly great. I, I probably listened to it at the time because because of Bono and uh, the U2 connection, but it didn't. I didn't even remember the title. <laughs> you know, yeah. When I heard the title, I was like, "Oh, that must be one of one of the other songs." I didn't really think in those terms, like, "Oh, I wonder if that's the U2 one," because I, I just kind of forgot about it. And uh, yeah, I would say it's it's just fine. Um, it does feel unfinished. And um, it feels like, you know, Dave, you mentioned it sounds a little bit like pop because of the electronica stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the U2 album pop. It is fairly poppy, I suppose, in a sort of melancholy way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it feels like an unfinished version of that, though. You know, like exactly. it's, the beat is pretty spare. There's not a ton going on. So it's it's fine. I recognized it as it was playing before Bono started singing. I was like, I, I feel like I know this song. And then when Bono came in, I was like, oh, yeah, that, this must be that. Then I, then I looked it up and, you know, I don't have any big problems with the song. You know, I, I don't have even have a problem with them releasing unfinished stuff posthumously uh, for people unless they specifically said they didn't want it, want it done. But, you know, if there's no known wishes, then I'm fine with them tossing it out there because that, that's, you know, it's more of, of the person out in the world. So I don't have any issue with them releasing it on an album. Now, I, I do have a question, Zach. Do the rest of the songs on this album, you've, you've spent time with them, do they feel more finished? Yeah. Is this a bit of an outlier? Yeah, definitely. And given the fact that, they, that he had started working on it in 1995, two years before he died, there was plenty of time in there for, for him to f- finish quite a few of the songs. So yeah, there are some there are some really good ones in there like um, put the pieces back together. All I'm saying, flesh and blood. Uh, this one, however, and this is the last track on the album too, which I, it kind of makes me think that this was sort of because of the content of the the lyrics and and what it was sort of trying to say. I think they thought, well, let's end this album with a sort of final punctuation mark with Bono kind of saying goodbye almost. That's what it feels like. Yeah, They were friends before he died, so it makes sense that they would put him on there. Yeah, But it's also the only collaboration on the album. So this very, very much feels like an, a, like, uh, maybe we can finish this song. Let's get someone who knows him, who's famous, who's you know a good singer. Let's, let's, let's see if we can make something out of it. And it's fine. I don't, I didn't dislike it. I've, every time I've heard it, I've been like, this is this is fine, but it also didn't make me want to go buy the uh, Michael Hutchins, um, you know, solo album either. Uh, it didn't really get me thrilled back in the '90s or or now. Well, it got me thrilled, and uh, <laughs> and I loved the heck out of it at the time when it came out, and I did buy the album, and I really enjoyed listening to it uh, throughout. But um, as as time goes on, I think it hasn't aged well, and I think as far as uh, posthumously released 
things go, I think this one is is not such a great one just because it it does it doesn't feel like like some of these other songs that we've done through this series where you know they they had the sort of fully finalized thing they just had to kind of clean it up and and tweak it a little bit whether it was you know Jimi Hendrix or you know the the um, Tom Petty sort of demo but really good you know good quality demo yeah and even even the the Beatles one I think you know on the Beatles one that one is is probably a little bit closer to to this type of song where they had parts of it and they had things of it, but it took technology to kind of get them to sort of finalize it and really get it to where it needed to be. But that still felt like it was a fully formalized song, even with the sort of lower quality of the John Lennon parts that were recorded on a cassette tape, you know? And I, I right. think with this, it just, it just feels like to me, it, it, it has the potential for a really great Michael Hutchins song, but it, what it ends up being is sort of a mediocre Bono song. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I think you're probably right, Dan. This is kind of supposed to be a punctuation mark on on Michael Hutchins's uh, career and, you know, bringing in a friend and, you know, superstar, mega superstar. Nobody was bigger than Bono in 99 um, to, to help finish that out was probably the right idea. And honestly, had Bono not been on the track, I don't think this gets released as a single. Agreed. Well, and also it's not, it's almost not a song. I mean, I don't know if they had other verses, right? you know, but it feels like this is all they had and it's, it's, it's half a song. Maybe it's definitely an idea for a song that they, that they finished um, as best they could without, without the original writer. All right. So first, is this song good? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I I think I'm going to have to agree. It's just, not quite on that same level. It feels incomplete. How about you, Dan? The song is okay. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies as good. But it's not a bad song, but I wouldn't say it's good. Yeah, there's stuff I like in it, but it, it has a sense of incompleteness. Now, of the six posthumously released songs, just a refresher, that was The Beatles Now and Then, Nirvana, You Know You're Right, Jimi Hendrix, Dolly Dagger, Tom Petty, Harry Green, Chris Cornell, Patience, and now Michael Hudgens, Slide Away. Which one do you think is the best? I think I'm going with Nirvana. How about you, Dan? I would, that was my, my gut thought as I was listening to those. I could say the Petty song or even the Chris Cornell song because that felt like it was sort of perfectly realized. Mm-hmm. But I think the Nirvana one is like a kick-ass Nirvana song, you know? Like it, it would, it's great, a great song period, uh, regardless of it being released posthumously or not. So I would say the Nirvana song. Yeah. Um, I love that Harry green. I, I like most of these songs, but Harry green was really good and it was a great find and it was a, you know, a good Tom Petty song. The Beatles now and then was a perfect way to end the Beatles, if you will, a goodbye to John, Le- final goodbye to John Lennon and all that stuff uh, and a technical Marvel. but. Yeah, once man, when that Nirvana came song came on the first time, I was like, "Oh, this is this is Nirvana at its you know at its core." And it, I I agree with you guys that uh, that was probably my favorite one. And the beauty part about it is that the you know the way they always recorded things is it was even if it, if it was in early stages of recording or whatever. It was final enough for, <laughs> for yeah. their sound, you know, <laughs> right. like that's just the way that, uh, that Kurt Cobain 
kind of did it. And, and so, um, it, it meshed and fit with everything else that they've ever done, I think. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our uh, posthumously, posthumously, if you will, released uh, season here. Next, we're going to do another Oscars special where we're going to look at the 2024 Oscars best song list and uh, have a talk about the five songs and which one we think should be uh, should win the best song at the next Academy Awards. Tell us what you think about uh, Michael Hutchins or any of the songs for that matter in the comments. Um, Is this song good? Like and subscribe if you're into that kind of thing. And if you want more content like this, you can find everything we've done at 64 Tacos. And if you really liked it, go to buymeacoffee.com slash 64 Tacos where you can buy us a taco. Thanks for listening. I caught it on audio. <laughs> pop, 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 p